Hello, and welcome to Barbecue to Movies with Scriptwriter Steve. I'm your host, that's me, Scriptwriter Steve. And today, this is my first podcast ever doing, and we'll be talking about a little bit about me, who I am, and then we're going to toss in a little bit of philosophies that I have about critical thinking, and we're going to talk about politics. I'm sorry, we're not going to talk about barbecue, we're not going to talk about movies uh, right now. Everyone is just talking about this presidential election, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and um, I'm very much into politics, and full disclosure, I am a Trump supporter. According to Hillary Clinton, I'm a deplorable. According to some other people, I'm a racist who hates minorities, even though I'm 100% Chinese. So... Take that to the bank, right? <laughs> anyway, a little bit about myself. I'm a middle-aged, third or fourth Chinese American. I hate even using that little hyphen there. Um, or I can say American Chinese. I would like to say I'm 100% American. I really don't know my Chinese roots too well. Um, I don't speak Chinese. I kind of like their food and... Uh, not some of their other food where they eat insects and uh, a lot of other animals there. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like if you order meat in China, you have to, don't assume that it's beef. It actually could be something else. <laughs> so uh, I'm not really into uh, all of Chinese food, but I do like Chinese food here and there. And um, uh, what I am actually is that I'm actually a, a professional storyteller. I've been one since probably late teens, maybe 18, 19 years old. And I've, uh, you know, went through multiple different career paths to end up where I am now. I don't want to disclose exactly what I do because there are a lot of crazy people out there uh, that will probably try to find where I live and maybe burn down my house. So, uh, but I'll, I'll keep it at that. At that. And, uh, but I wanted to go into a little bit about my background as a professional storyteller and how I've used it to actually get to where I am and just to really lightly brush upon that and then apply that to critical thinking. And when it comes to being a professional storyteller, it's really interesting because while we are writing fiction 100% of the time, all of it is based upon the truth. Uh, you really don't have to create or be that great of a storyteller, to be honest with you. You don't have to imagineer these conflicts because everything out there is already made. Reality is, is basically your palette, and you just have to kind of finagle it into you know, an hour-long drama, an hour-half-long drama. And uh, the, you know, some people are very good at doing it. The, the later screenwriters, they're not too good at doing it because they inject too much of their own personality traits into there. Um, they've made, you know, scripts very much movies, very much agenda-driven, uh, and that's how you get pieces of crap like the the last, uh, the Rise of Skywalker or the Last Jedi um, or Captain Marvel, which were completely uh, just hor horrible movies. But I don't want to talk about movies right now. I can go off on a tangent about that. But um, right now, what we're seeing in the politics right now is the like professional like it, it's it's really bad screenwriting happening in journalism and I, I hate to compare journalism to screenwriting or you know my craft of professional storytelling because they, there should be a thin line I, I mean 
storytelling should be fictional and journalism should be nonfiction, correct? It should be nothing but the truth. But that's not, that is not is what is happening right now. Uh, we can't trust journalists. Uh, we can't trust even politicians, but you know, we've ex- we don't expect to trust politicians. But we can't trust what's in the news because they are lying. And they're lying on multiple different levels. I'll get into that. Um, and it's really, it's really quite depressing when you really think about it. Because if you open up the newspaper or you turn on your local news, you, you want to hear the truth. Uh, catch yourself you know, up to date so you know what companies to invest in, you know, where you may want to live or, or what companies may want to start or you know, how much job security you have. But you're getting nothing but lies. And it is just disgusting, you know, especially to me. And for myself, again, as a storyteller, you know, you know I, can, I can see all the lies. I can see through them because they're just really poorly written lies with plot holes big enough to drive a truck through. And I'll get into that right now. So uh, I wanna, before I get into that, I, I want to flash back to my life way back to when I was in the, I think the 11th or or 12th grade, and I I think it was the 12th grade, and my parents had actually signed me up for this this SAT um, after-school study course, and and they they paid, I'm not sure how much they paid for it, I went went to a private school, but they paid maybe $400, $500 for this piece of crap thing, but (laughs) I go there, my first day, I get kicked out, and what happened was that my teacher there, I'll leave him nameless, but he's this little short Japanese guy with a, I think he was probably in his like late 20s with ego on him. And here we are, he's giving us the, 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 the practice reading comprehension, uh, um, um, I guess, uh, multiple choice question that we're supposed to, he, so he reads it out and it's basically the story of Jack and Jill. And we all know that, right? Um, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pill of water, you know, Jack came down, broke his crown, and Joe came tumbling after. And then you have the multiple choice out there. And he says, well, you know what, you know, how, how did um, Jack, what, break his crown? Well, well, or like, what happened there? Did, you know, so did, was it A, you know, Jack came, you know, broke his crown, and Joe came tumbling down after B, and all these blah, 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 all, all these things, right? And of course, uh, you know, I, I come there and say, well, none of these answers actually fit the ticket. You know, Jack came down and broke his crown, and then Joe came tumbling down after. And uh, of course, but these are the multiple choice questions, I mean, answers that were given. But if we look into the story, there's something much more. Uh, first of all, why are they going up the hill to fetch water? And uh, he got really mad at me for asking that question. And then he said, you know, it doesn't make sense that Jack came down and broke his crown. Like, why would he break his crown, break his head? He's dead, right? And uh, Jill just came down rolling after, but she's okay. So, and it was Jill's idea maybe to go up to get water on top of a hill, which is a really bad story. And um, so I said, this doesn't make any sense. Like, Jill is probably a murderer. You know, Jill probably killed Jack. And, uh, you know, this is her stupid story. But if you really dig, dig here, this is all a lie, all a lie, completely. Well, he got really mad. He said, no, you have to choose one of these multiple choice questions. I said, no, I don't have to because I don't believe the I don't believe the story. This story is a piece of crap. Now I'm not sure why he kicked me out of there. Maybe because you know, I said the story is a piece of crap. Um, but 
he was really mad that <laughs> I didn't want to mark any of the multiple choice answers. I, I really couldn't recall what the multiple choice answers were right off the top of my head. And, uh, but then you apply this to where we are now. And the media feeds you the story. They feed you the Jack and Jill story. And then they feed you the multiple choice questions that you're to choose from, which they laid out for you. They don't want you to critically think, think out of the box. So for example, when you have this story that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 elections, well, they give you the multiple choice. Well, how did Trump win the 2016 elections? A, he colluded with Russia. B, he colluded with Russia badly. A or B, which one is it? No, you can't choose C. You can't critically think on your own. Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden's laptop. Whoa. Was this A, part of a Russian collusion? B, was it part of a Russian collusion? That's, that, that's your multiple choice question, I mean, answers for you right there. And they want you to choose. What is it, A or B? They don't want you to critically think. And this is what, we're ha- what I'm seeing right now in this election, this post-election time, where they're saying that Trump is delirious, out of his mind, and does not want to concede, and they give the multiple choice answers that A, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is out of his mind, B, Trump is out of his mind, or C, all of his supporters are out of their mind, you know, and D, Joe Biden is the president-elect. When None of that is true. And why can't we think out of the box? Why can't we critically think for ourselves? Why can't we ask the questions, why was it that Donald Trump was ahead on November 3rd, and then when we woke up on November 4th, suddenly mail-in ballots appeared magically out of the sky, and he was losing. So much that within by the end of the week, mail-in ballots came in in Pennsylvania, and he ended up losing Pennsylvania, or he is losing right now. And uh, it's just really strange. They won't allow us to go there. Why are they not allowing us to go there? Why are they doing this? And, and I wanted to come to another point here. You know, as a, again, going back on my storytelling ability here, uh, as a storyteller, you can kind of, you know, when your plot holes in a story... Uh, they, they're, they're written, again, plot, what plot holes are, are when things in a movie, they don't make sense. For example, a Glock cannot shoot down an F-14 Tomcat out of the, out of the sky, except you've seen that in some movies. And, uh, what, what it really is, is basically lazy writing. And when the writer doesn't do their homework and they just make up a lazy lie, a lazy excuse and it's a flat-out lie. You can tell it. You can, you can tell right away it doesn't make any sense. And again, we go back to The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. It's riddled with plot holes, and it just drove the whole fan base of Star Wars just nuts because these things just didn't make any sense. And now we are here, and we're going to apply that to real life. There's so many plot holes in these lies that it just doesn't make any sense. Like, say, for example, if... Why is it that Joe Biden didn't campaign in all of these swing states? That he sent his lawyers to all of these swing states to actually make the laws a lot less secure so 
so the mail-in ballots that he was going to win by would be more easily, uh, I guess, access- accessible or used to count. They would, they would be less likely to be disqualified. Usually when rules are put in place, they're made to, to make the game fair. That's why we have more rules in NFL football, right? We always try to make the game more fair, a lot more safe, a lot more equal. In with Joe Biden's rules, if you were playing in the NFL and he were to go in there and change the rules so one team didn't have to play by the rules, they wouldn't get called for pass interference or holding or false starts, then the game wouldn't be fair. And that's exactly what's happening. And, and the lie that they're putting up to make it a whole excuse is that this is all a conspiracy theory. It's not a good lie. That's lazy writing. So you can tell again, they are lying to you. Obama, some Republicans in name only, rhinos, um, journalists, they're out there telling you sworn affidavits are not evidence when in court, a witness to a crime is always evidence. Now, it may not be real evidence, but it's always entered into court as evidence so you can when you have a witness to a crime, you can either A, prove that witness is credible, or B, you can prove that that witness is out of their mind, right? But no matter what, that witness is a piece of evidence. And that's why a lot of times witnesses, when they testify against their mob boss, <laughs> they have to go under a witness protection program because they're, they are that great of evidence. And we have, or the Trump campaign has thousands and thousands of sworn affidavits of voter fraud. And the media will tell you that's not evidence. That's conspiracy. That doesn't make any sense. That's a lie. It's really, really, really bad. And again, they're telling you to not critically think. And I'm sure many of you out there are saying, whoa, raising your hands and saying, there's something here. And you're just getting frustrated, like I am, just you know, blood is just shooting out of your eyes. And you can't stand it when you talk to a liberal or someone out there who just tells you, who just you know, shoots the, the liberal talking point that it's all a conspiracy theory. So this is where we are right now. Now, the question is, where do we go from here? The, those on the left, liberals, which are not really liberal. We'll get into that probably in the later episodes. You know, they, it's really interesting. They're almost willfully ignorant. They willfully don't want to learn. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to stay, and if I were to take a, you know, a personality, you know, cross-section of who they are, they're almost, you know, they define themselves, their identity it consists of anger, paranoia, and just fear. You know, the COVID, fear. Um, you know, it's everywhere in the air. You see people driving with their mask on. Uh, you know, they don't want to come see you. They don't, you know, if you walk down the aisle and, or on the sidewalk and you're without a mask, they are either going to shout at you or, or maybe you know, walk maybe about 20 feet away from you because they think you're, you're going to give them COVID. Um, and, and then the, the anger, they're just so angry. So if they see you without a mask... They'll go nuts. If they see you wearing a, a MAGA hat, they'll go nuts. You know, um, you know, I have some neighbors 
and they see the, the Trump sign in my front yard and they, they don't want to talk to me. I think in 2016, one of my other neighbors asked me if I was a racist. Well, it's a white guy asking a Chinese guy if he's actually racist, who I went over to his house multiple times to have dinner. <laughs> so, you know, it's very, very strange. I mean, they go, they've gone completely wacko. Um, and again, you know, you do try to talk to them, you can't. Critical thinking has lost their mind and they has left their building. They want you to be a loyalist to the democratic narrative. And if you're not, you are, you know, again, they'll label you with any of the, you know, one million sins that, they, that they're probably, you know, guilty of doing. So this is where we are right now. And, uh, you know, it's almost impossible. It comes, it's so difficult to even talk or to have a conversation with the other side regarding this and it, be, between family members and friends who are on polar opposites. Uh, even myself, I'm very calm, never emotional when I talk to them, but they don't want nothing to do with you. Um, it's because they're just angry, angry, angry. They think, you know, you represent the worst in America and you're part of the 74 million people who are part of the systemic racism problem that doesn't exist in America. And uh, so this is where we are today. You know, you have half of America who can't critically think. They can't look at that Jack and Jill story that I told you way back in high school and think out of the box that maybe, hey, you know, Jill did something with it. But of course, if we transfer that to a real life story, we say, hey, maybe Joe did murder Jack, right? Maybe, you know, some of these deaths surrounding Hillary Clinton those are kind of suspicious, and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but hey, those seem kind of weird that we should take a look at. No, but you should not take a look at it, right? Because then you're just being paranoid. Um, <laughs> and again, we want to actually, you know, just, just actually think for ourselves. Now, the other question here is I always get is like, how can you tell, um, you know, what's a conspiracy theory and what's real? And how, how do you tell the difference? And this is where it gets very, very, very tricky um, because there are some conspiracy theories that are written perfectly, like well-written scripts that without any plot holes that you basically can't, you know, it's really hard to, to doubt them um, other than just having, you know, in your heart, you're saying, well, I don't, I don't think that's true and just disagreeing with it just because you think that maybe can't happen. Um, but I mean, for example, uh, um, for example, I'll, uh, I'll I'll give you a story. Like um, you know, for the longest time, I didn't believe in UFOs, and I'm still not sure if I don't believe in them, uh, because I I thought you know why why would uh, you know you know um, intergalactic uh, um, beings like travel 100 million light years you know to Earth to draw a few crop circles you know maybe abduct the most stupid people maybe tip over a few cows. I then get bored and just say, hey, we're out of here. That didn't really make much sense to me, right? <laughs> or just even fly by a few aircraft. But then when you actually, you know, when, the, when the, um, those, those uh, UFO footages, the, the footage that was released by the, by the government of an F-18 trying to chase down a UFO, and this was actually real, uh, you know, it, and again, it's still classified under, under a conspiracy theory. But when you see that footage and you see, you hear the F-18 pilot talking about this and there's no holes in that story. What he's telling you what he witnessed and, and they have the footage. 
Well, is it still a conspiracy theory? Well, it's filed under a conspiracy theory, but, but it looks like there is something out there. There looks like the UFOs are probably real, which is um, pretty interesting. And, um, and then you have these, uh, these, these, these um, theories of the bombs brought down the road, road Trade Center. And um, that one is, was pretty easy to, to debunk because if you take a look at it, and again, I'll talk from a screenwriter's point of view, the logistics of it, if you take a look at it, um, when, when you actually implode a building, you actually take out the supporting walls. So if, if, if you were to actually implode a building like, like uh, the Road Trade Center, you know, certain walls will have to be you know, demolished and it would take maybe you know, three, four months to do that. And then would, explosives would have to be wired throughout that entire area. There's a lot of explosives with wires running up and down the building and then detonated in a certain area. Uh, people would know that <laughs> this this building is is being built to is going to be imploded, and there's only a few actual companies in the world that can actually implode buildings. The federal government cannot do it themselves. They hire out these companies to implode buildings. So uh, it's and there you know and that's how you can figure out basically. Hey, you know that's a conspiracy theory. So when the media says that what we're seeing now in the elections and Rudy Giuliani and all of these. Um, these lawyers coming out and saying, hey, there's actually something there. There's voter fraud. Um, and, there's, and the media is saying, well, it's all a conspiracy theory. Well, why don't you prove it instead of just using rhetoric? Why don't you say, here's why it's not? Because did you take a look at the algorithms of the Dominion machines? No, you didn't. Um, did you take a look? Did you interview anybody, anyone who had that, who, who swore that uh, who wrote an affidavit who swore who swore under oath that what they saw the crimes that they saw did you interview them no they're just saying it doesn't happen it can't happen and that doesn't make any sense so we shouldn't even believe them um you know and, until the evidence comes out you know right now we have to believe you know you know with a um i guess Rudy, Rudy Giuliani and his lawyers and the lawyers that which they have are incredible lawyers. They're, you, you take a look at their reputation. They're not into conspiracy theories. They're justice lawyers. They're, they're true justice lawyers. You know, looking out for the right and wrong. So, well, we're about 22 minutes in, 25 minutes in. Um, I'm going to end the podcast right now to save some of the good stuff for the next topics. But uh, again, that's all I really wanted to touch upon for my first podcast. I hope you liked it. It's not too long. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep. If you made it to the end, thank you very much. And I will talk to you later.